and thank you for tuning in to the Heritage Church Podcast. My name is Jason Fisher, and over the last couple of weeks, I have been meeting with different people in our church with the purpose of other people in our church getting to know those people in our church. And uh, so today here with me, I have Jeremy McEwen. What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks um, for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. Um yeah, how uh, we were just actually talking about uh, before we started, before we started recording here, we're talking about baseball. And, yes, uh, you're super excited about the Braves and that win, right? Yeah, my whole year is set. <laughs> nothing, nothing will dampen this. Yeah, feeling. I figured we just jump right into the important things yeah, right away. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> how long have you been a Braves fan? Uh, since 1990. Dang, that's a long time. Yeah, you were just a wee little lad back I was. then, weren't you? Yep, celebrating all the pennants, but only one World Series. Yeah. So this is phenomenal. Okay, so just real quick for everybody, we're going to do a little foreshadowing here. Okay. You grew up in Montana. Yes. How did you become a Braves fan? TBS Superstation. The <laughs> only baseball we got, we got the Cubs, but they were horrendous yeah. in the early 90s. Yeah, well, early 90s, the Braves were pretty good. Right? Yeah, we were, were phenomenal. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, so TBS put me on to the Braves and... Yeah. I was able to watch a lot of games and I just wow. became a huge fan and they had a lot of success and then yeah. a lot of failure in 2000s. So yeah, but I'm you, back riding high. There you go. It's going to be a good year. All right, cool. So uh, Jeremy, why don't you tell, uh, tell us a little bit just real quick about your family and uh, then, uh, then how did you end up here at Heritage? Wonderful. Um, my wife, Christine, um, we've been married for uh, 10 years next year. Okay. Um, and then I have uh, six kids, five boys, one girl. Yeah. Uh, my oldest is 25, and he and his brother, who's 23, live in Chandler. Um, and then I've got a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old at home, as, long, as well as Marcias and Hendrix. I'm sure you've seen those two around here. Yeah. And Marcias is seven, and Hendrix is four. Yeah. That's a big spread, man. Yeah. What's that like being a dad to... Uh, kids in their 20s and then also kids who aren't even teenagers yet it's it's different uh the older boys it's you know we see them on holidays and birthdays they have busy lives as well yeah um so you know the relationship dynamic has definitely changed since they become you know became older and off on their own but you know with the middles is what we call them the teenagers the yeah the middles. Sure they, they love being called <laughs> yeah, that right? right yeah uh you know it's 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 for as far as parenting goes, it's a tougher dynamic because, you know, there's different sets of rules for different kids and they both pick up on that. You know, both sets of kids. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how come they can do this? How come I can't? And how come I get punished more than yeah. they, you know, yeah. punished? So it's definitely a balancing act and something that we've like had to kind of tread water through yeah. and just kind of learn and pray about. And, yeah. and you know, I think... The synergy is pretty good in the household. You know, everybody has their place and everybody kind of knows. But once in a while, there is some crossing over of like, how come I can't do this? And yeah, vice versa. And then you have to break it down. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so how did you end up here at Heritage? Heritage. Um, my wife, Christine, uh, she started coming here. I used to work at Unity um, Spiritual Center doing their sound and lights and video and everything. So my Sundays were always busy with that service, right. those services. Yeah. I remember, 
I think I remember the first time meeting you, wasn't it like a Christmas Eve or something? Yeah, it was a Christmas Eve because yeah. I like finally got a Christmas off. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, yeah. let's go to this. That and was several years back. Yeah, then. I think it was 2018. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Christine started coming here yeah. um, and she was just, you know, loved it. She loved the community. She loved how welcome she felt. And she's like, I think you'll feel the same, you know, if you join me. You know, I was, I was always a Christmas Eve, uh, Easter kind of guy yeah. going to church. And so, you know, I was able to come to that service and I just, I really liked the community. I really liked the people. I felt really welcome. Um, and I was like, yeah, these are, you know, they're a lot younger than the congregation that I was working at, you know, and I was like, you know, families and everything. Yeah. I can hang out with these guys, you know, seems pretty cool. So, um, once I left unity, um, I started coming, uh, you know, not frequent, but here and there. And then you turned her on to rooted and said, Hey, invite Jeremy to this, see what, you know, what, what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go there. Like. I remember you telling me, so that was in 2020. Yeah. I started rooted in spring of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, later that year, I remember you telling me like 2020 was the best, like one of your best years yeah, ever. It was phenomenal. So, so which, yeah. which like, you know, most of us listen are like, uh, wasn't that the year of the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. So t- tell me about that. So, um, Christine, you know, approached me on eggshells and tiptoes to be like, Hey, do you want to join this group? Cause you know, this rooted group. Yeah. And she explained it. And, you know, I think it, it definitely was the Lord just being like, like, Hey, this is it, man. This yeah. is your time. Yeah. And so root, real quick, rooted is like, it's a 12 week experience Yeah, where you're with these other people, like, you know, whatever, 10, 12 other people mm-hmm. for 12 weeks discussing some pretty deep things. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And yeah. it, you know, and the book was phenomenal. Yeah. I really liked the material and my group was just outstanding, you yeah. know, knowing that I was coming from really little to none you know, the experience of being a Christian and I hadn't even accepted Christ yet. Yeah. They were like, Hey, let's, you know, let's talk about that. Like, what's that like for you kind of going into this? Yeah. And there was some really strong, you know, people involved in that, you know, really strong, um, they were really rooted, you know, they were already rooted in Christ and and I had tons of questions and they answered them and the things that they couldn't answer, they're like, just, you know, that's just, we don't have answers for that. So, yeah, yeah. and I like that. I didn't, yeah. you know, I like that they weren't phony or like trying to make something up. Totally. And then, so we started doing that and then that was in person. And then all of a sudden everything was online. Right. Right. And then we continued to meet online. You know, the group was really strong. And then that, you know, just seeing how it was transforming Christine and I's relationship. Not that we ever had a bad relationship, but it just was even stronger. Right. Yeah. And, and it just kind of kept pushing me towards it. And then my sister and brother all came out for Hendrix's birthday in May. And my sister approached me, hey, you think you'd want to do this prayer Sunday talk with my estranged father who I'd only met one other time, mm. you know? And I was like, and she once again tiptoe, like, how, how is he going to react to this? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, just God just pushing me you know, further and further, like, okay, this is time, you know, and just, and just opening my heart to it. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have a hardened heart. I wasn't really, you know, like I didn't, 
I wasn't caring about all the stereotypes and all the things that I'd put on Christians and Christianity before. Mm-hmm. It just opened up, and I was like really opened up to a lot of experiences. So we started doing this Sunday. You know, every single Sunday, I would meet with my brother and sister from my father's side, and then my father and his wife and some cousins and people I'd never met before. And you know, we talk for hours. Yeah. And, you know, on Facebook um, Messenger. Yeah. You know, That's with so the video cool. and everything, because of the pandemic, it just made every you know, just made sense to do that, and we continued that, and we're still doing that, you know, now. Yeah. So that started in June of 2020, and we continue to do it, you know. Wow. And yeah, it's been super strong. You know, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah. So in that in that rooted experience, you came to really put your trust in Jesus, right? Yeah. And, and follow Him. So. It really, I mean, it sounds a little bit like if you had to sum it up, that that year was a year of reconciliation for mm-hmm. you, where you're reconciled to God, and now you're being reconciled to your estranged father and that side of the family. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, and a lot of it, and you know, the, everything was so dis, dis, you know, divisive last year, and so. You know, there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of this side and that side. And I got caught up in, you know, I'm, I'm not immune to that. Yeah. But something continued to tell me, you know, there's hope. Yeah. You know, there's hope for us. There's hope for you and your family. And something just kept driving me to dig deeper into, you know, scripture and prayer. And, you know, going through the pandemic and going through all the election stuff, you know, I just kept listening to God and he just kept bringing me back to like love. Yeah. I was loving, you know, the people that I was disagreeing with and yeah. I was loving the politicians I was disagreeing with. And, and that wasn't normal for you. No, that was not normal. <laughs> I was, you know, total grunge kind of guy, you know, yeah. total like, Oh, I'd rather see this guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that was a big deal for me to have this like about face as far as like my anger towards things mm-hmm. and always feeling like I should be able to control things. That was another big thing, giving up the control. Yeah. And and it just continued to go for that. I remember this one time it, right after uh, January 6th that the, the thing that happened at the Capitol, I was extremely angry. And I wasn't angry at anybody particularly. I was just angry f- of like the notion of, this happening and you know i'm like why is this happening and i was you know going through twitter and reading all the horrible things that were being said and all of a sudden like i was you know listening to really hard music and i was just in a bad mood and then all of a sudden one a tweet came up and it was this funny tweet from these these guy that i follow the sports guy yeah. and it had nothing to do with the insurrection and and it just was like okay god is talking to me and he's like okay You've had your, you know, pity party. You've yeah. had your, you know, pout fest and anger. Now let's let it go. Yeah. And so right away I deleted Twitter. I deleted, you know, my other in, um, you know, social media where I got news from because it was just, it wasn't helpful. Yeah. And he pointed that, you know, God pointed that out. Like, get rid of that, man. Mm. Like you're in a new place now. Yeah. You don't have to be that guy anymore. It's always so uh, just rejuvenating and encouraging and refreshing for me to, um, hear your story and stories like yours of just like a a fresh like understanding and a fresh call to follow Jesus Mm -hmm. like you're experiencing the last couple years because um, I grew up in the church you know mine's been more of a slow burn where it's just I don't know anything 
different really. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, obviously I've had my, my seasons where I've rebelled or, or walked away, but, but essentially, um, so, so I guess what I'm getting at is, is like hearing and, and being able to witness this because we've spent some time together to see how Jesus is, is really like changing you and changing your values and, you know, even like the things that you allow to bother you and not bother you. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool and encouraging for me to go, man, the spirit of work or spirit of God is at work in this dude's heart and, and life. And I can see it and it makes me want to, you know, be that that kind of a person and, and follow Jesus. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. Like it has been, you know, I got in, we got into D3 and that was phenomenal. It's just, I just kept digging more into the word and yeah. everything. We did D3 in spring of, I think, was it this last year? Yeah, it was, yeah. This, yeah well, it was, it was fall and spring. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did the second yeah, semester. 20 into 21. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got baptized on Easter. That's you know, right. I came to Jesus last year and I decided this is something really important. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I started serving in um, uh, the musical side of things here. Yeah. Yeah, the ministry there and um, doing sound and whatnot. And I just just continue to want to put more things. I'm in surge now for the uh, nine months. And I just, you know, I felt like I need to continue this journey of like really starting to continue to pile up the things that are positive and like continue to stay in the word because during the summer, like I struggled because, yeah. you know, we were on vacation and even though vacation is wonderful, it's just, you know, you kind of get out of that, you know, routine. Yep. Yeah. And I so I was like, I got to, yeah. I got to dig back in, yeah. you know? So Serge was like, yes, let's do this. You know, yeah. keep me, keep me occupied for nine months. Well, and you, you seem to have a real hunger to know. And mm-hmm, to, I do you know, I love that about you is just, you're not ashamed to ask questions and, and go like, you always need, you always need the person in the room who has the guts to say, I don't know what that means or explain yeah. that, you know, and there's no shame around it. I don't see any shame for you in that. I think that's wonderful. I think it's very mature to be able to do that because half the people in the room are like, Oh, I'm so glad he asked that. You know? yeah. <laughs> and so you're kind of the champion, I think, uh, for, uh, for that, but also, um, you've even expressed, like you just have this innate desire. Like when you want to know something about something, you want to know it all. Yeah. So I'm, talk to me about that. Like I'm a research junkie, yeah. <laughs> which my wife loves because she's like, Hey, I want this, get me the best, you know, there is, and they'll, I'll spend, you know, days, weeks on certain things, <laughs> researching on, them. Yeah. I'm the guy that reads the instruction manual whenever you get something. The best steering wheel cover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me, <laughs> let me jump on Google. Yeah. I'm the researcher. So for this, you know, is it's, it's more than research obviously, but it's also important to, you know, look at different perspectives, different, talk to different people in the church. Yeah. Um, cause I want all the knowledge, yeah. you know, I want it all. I want all the backstory. I want to know the Bible in and out. I want to know what Jesus really wants for us and to know that because, you know, I'm coming from, you know, 42 years of not having that. Yeah. And you know, this last year, it's really just, like I said, piling things up so I can learn as quickly so that I feel like I'm not that I belong, but that I feel that I can be able to spread this, you know, I want to know as much as I can so that I can spread without being, you know, a hypocrite or without being, 
you know, saying the scripture wrong or getting it wrong or sure. getting the idea wrong. Yeah. Because I want to be the light. You know, I really do feel like I've been led to like, yeah. you know, talk about yeah. my journey and encourage others who, were, who felt, you know, similar to me. Yeah. No, that's great. I, th- I think there's the heart of an evangelist there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same same reason you 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 would want all your friends to be as big a Braves fans as you are. Yeah, definitely. you know, like you want them to know Jesus as much as you do. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about changed. it with them. Yeah, and- that's so cool. Um, so give give us a little bit of a flyover of your life, like highs, lows of of your life, and and that that got you to where you are today. Uh, well, you know, I grew up in a really awesome. You know, my mom was a single mother for eight years. Mm-hmm. And then met who my who I call my dad. He adopted me. So you know, growing up was great. My grandma and grandpa were very important to me. They attended church, but for me, it was you know, I was so bored. It yeah. was very typical. Like there was no Sunday school. You sit in with them. And so you know, my highs were. I had a great childhood. You know, and then you know, I get married really super early. Yeah. Have kids super early. Get divorced super early. Yeah. And so a lot of the highs and lows were the, just those different seasons, right? You know, yeah. like I get married and have kids and then we get divorced. And then I, that's how I found myself down to Phoenix. You know, my uh, ex-wife moved down here with the two older boys. Yeah. And uh, so I had to follow suit. I didn't want to be like my father, mm-hmm. you know, my biological father. I right. wanted to be near them. I wanted to be with them. Yeah. And so that was really important to me. And then, you know, during the 2000s, it was, you know, great highs and lows with the economic boom. And then there wasn't, you know, during the 2008, I lost a house. So that was tough, you know, and then, but then I refocused, you know, my energies into, you know, what can I do? You know, I started teaching dance and I started, you know, performing, you know, singing out in bands. And so that was fun, but then that was short lived. And then, you know, I was, I was tired of the rat race, you know, especially the, dating race. Yeah. And then I met Christine and then everything changed. Yeah. 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 And now here you are. Yeah. So a lot of highs and lows. Do you ever think you'd be sitting in here doing a podcast with a pastor of a church? No, never. (laughs) You know, I thought maybe, you know, WRQF in New York talking about my band, you know, at one point in my life, you know, (laughs) one part in my life, you know, I was like, you know, that was so important to me to become super famous and like, yeah. on talk shows and stuff. Uh, I get but, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a, that's really a topic for another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Talk to me about music. Do you play any instruments? Yeah. I sing, okay. um, used to play drums. I was in a ska band when I was like 19. A ska band. Yeah. What was the name of your band? We didn't even have one. We were <laughs> not, we were so you were bad. That good. Yeah. You know, in a garage <laughs> Yeah. and just like nobody was on the right now. <laughs> We should. Like, yeah. We should what, just kind of retro. We say? It, was, it was in Missoula, Montana. Okay. It All was right. like 90, I want to say 97 or 98. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 99. We can nice. maybe the year 2000s, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the Missoula Misfits or Yeah, something. the Misfits. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's already been used. Yeah, that's but. too bad. Yeah, so that's I, funny. you know, Scott sing. And, and yeah. Yeah, so I've always been like inter- into entertainment. You okay. know, I, I taught dance at Arthur Murray for quite a few years and then taught it on my own to a lot of rich people in paradise Valley, which was really nice. Yeah. But once again, short lived. Yeah. You know, just gigs. here. I've always been like a 
gig guy. Yeah. I was doing gigs. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had a, you know, nine to five. I was, I worked construction, but that's just not me. I'm, yeah. you know, I got to be out talking to people, seeing people and yeah. doing things, Dancing. doing different things. Yeah. I like the variety. You got to dance. Yeah, I got to dance. You got to dance. Do <laughs> uh, you have, like, what are some of your favorite bands, like, influences for you musically? Uh, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I love, you know, I grew up singing R&B. Okay. So Babyface, Brian McKnight, Boys to Men. Yeah. The typical 90s, uh-huh. you know, crooners of the time. Yeah. But I also liked Def Leppard and, and uh, Firehouse. Nice. Yeah. And so and then, you know, some of the 2000s, I really like uh, Shine Down. A lot of people say I sound like Brent Smith of Shine Down. So, okay. you know, some of that progressive after 90s rock, yeah. Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, that's Gosh, some of my favorite. Voice. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam is another yeah. influence. Garth Brooks. I love singing country music. Do you? Yeah. Brad Paisley. Yeah. What's, yeah. what is it about country music you like to sing? Something? I don't know. It's just, it's just real. Yeah. You know, it's like something you <laughs> some people can relate to growing up in Montana, especially, yeah. you know, I can relate to it. Uh, Christine and I, you know, fell in love because of country music. We met out dancing okay. at a country bar. Of course, of course. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just kind of the roots. I love it. Uh, very cool. What, uh, so you're, you do, you work in any gigs right now or like, what are you, yeah, what are you Par- doing for Paradise work? Valley Community College is like my home away from home. I yeah. do all their sound for all their stuff. We just did Led Zeppelin, it's Led Zeppelin tribute band. Oh, wow. Uh, last week, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Like they were really good. Yeah. And then, you know, plays and stuff like that. I still do memorials for Unity of uh, Phoenix. Once they're back in person, they still haven't really got back to in person. And then that Brookline College, I did Shadow Mountains graduation this last uh, spring. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just picking up gigs here and there. I've got a little working garage band with some guys that I know. Oh, really? That, yeah, that they really, really want to play out. But like, it's so hard to get together and yeah. our schedules. And, you know, we're kind of ironing out the kinks of different songs. You yeah. know, I'm definitely more geared towards 80s and 90s. And they're, you know, they really do 60s and 70s. Okay. Which I'm down with. But yeah, yeah. It's, you know, some of the stuff that, like, the folky stuff that I'm not a big fan of. So. Right, right. Yeah, so I like to just, you know, get around and do different things. and Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Very cool. Well, uh, there's so much more. I mean, you know, yeah, you and I have had lots of conversations and like my mind's racing with all the sorts of things we could be talking <laughs> about right now. But, you know, really one of the purposes of doing this is just to, uh, like I said, getting people to know other people in our church. But um, I just encourage anybody in our church who's out there listening, uh, say hi to Jeremy, you know, um, and and uh, get to know him. He's a cool dude. Um, you guys are around a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Don't mind all the rings and yeah. jewelry. <laughs> yeah. I hope that doesn't. <laughs> no, I like it. Uh, you wouldn't be you without it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So as we do, uh, I've got some. I've got a random question here to right. round out our podcast from the questions book. Here we are. Um, let's see. Where is the farthest you have been from civilization? Hmm. 
It's Montana count. Missoula, Montana. <laughs> right. You're the ska band my, of your garage. My hometown. That's the that's you've been from civilized humanity. <laughs> I would have to say that. Yeah, really, yeah, like yeah, Montana, yeah, especially yeah. some parts. But how did you ever like get out forever. into the like boondocks of Montana? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like true hiking, as I call it. Like, yeah. you know, where you're changing elevations and seeing a bunch of animals. Yeah. You know, just getting out into the wilderness, I guess. Yeah. I've been to Canada a um, couple times. That's I mean, pretty there's remote. There's nothing up there. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> remote, too. Yeah. But seriously, like growing up, like our f- closest neighbor was miles away. Yeah. And if a UPS truck or anything that was driving up the road, we know they were coming to our house. Yeah. Because that, we don't, you know, we're the last house yeah, up here. Yeah, for sure. You know, we're like, oh, there's somebody coming up here, you know. You knew exactly who it was. So a couple of podcasts ago, I met with Kale mm-hmm. and he grew up in a town of 80 people. So you guys have some things in common. Yeah. My it. graduating class was 16. <laughs> the entire K through 12 was in one building. Yeah, for sure. We played eight man football on an 80 yard field. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I guess it gets pretty small. Yes. I think the entire town was 500, but that was like outskirts. Yeah. Everything that was like as much land as you can count. So Everybody wants to know Montana, you know, small town. Do you ever have any run-ins with grizzly bears? Uh, no, black bears though. Okay, I which isn't get, always as yeah, isn't always better. I had a couple of sows interested in what I was doing, and my friends and I were walking up a road, and yeah. they started sniffing, and I told the girls don't run. Yeah. And what do they do? Run. Yeah. And then you know the bears are just curious, so they kind of just started trotting. Yeah. And then I find myself picking one up because she has no shoes on running up the road, you know, to try to find somebody's house. There was an A-frame. Of course, there's an A-frame in the woods, right? And, you know, we just kind of walked in and said, hey, is anybody home? Nobody. Okay, door is unlocked. Let's go inside. (laughs) It's so Montana. Everything's unlocked. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was bears. And my mom said there's been grizzlies this year, though, which is kind of scary. Yeah. 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 Well. I guess we're going to end on Grizzlies. Yeah. Go Grizz. Right. Montana Grizz. <laughs> well, dude, it's good to spend a little bit of time with you. Thanks for uh, doing this with us. Of course. Uh, to those of you out there, if uh, if you have anybody that you would like us to interview or feature on this podcast, you can email us at info at heritagechurchaz.com. Uh, but until next time, this is the Heritage Church Podcast. We'll see you.